Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I'm so excited you guys are here today. As always, I have an amazing gift or guest that I'm excited to introduce today. Her name is Catherine. Catherine is an emotional alchemist, mind-body healing practitioner, and master NLP transformational coach who works with people who are tired of being tired and worried. She can hear, see, and feel the emotional and physical energy leaks in people um, and help them plug these leaks. As a result, her clients regain sustained physical, emotional energy, recover faster from illnesses, mental clarity, self-confidence, um, feel more at peace with themselves and happier in their relationships. Catherine is a hang glider pilot certified as an applied neuroscience practitioner and holds a nurse practitioner diploma. She currently is pursuing a doctorate in natural medicine and studying the ancient wisdom of Siddha Veda um, that stems from Ayurvedic or Ayurvedic um, medicine. As a chronic Lyme disease survivor who healed in record time, she also developed a unique expertise to help Lyme disease uh, sufferers regain their health and life without losing their time and energy. Hi, Catherine. Welcome. Hi, Kathleen. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm sorry. I stumbled over. I, you know, those are not words that I use every day. It's okay. <laughs> All good. Perfect. Well, um, I would love to kind of just start with how you got into kind of the field in this work. Yes. Uh, well, I was um, working as a nurse practitioner and um, loving the, the things that I was learning but yet feeling like something was incomplete. I remember being not even two years into my nurse practitioner job because I, I had worked as a nurse before in ER and outpost nursing station with natives, you know, First Nations in Northern Quebec. And, and I remember feeling unfulfilled, like something was missing. And the, it's like the medical structure was not allowing me to bring all of me, all of my experiences and the things that I knew would make a bigger difference in the lives of my patients than just kind of prescribing medication and doing physical exams. So, uh, but it really was a Lyme disease that uh, struck me in 2016. And you know how for some people, they get a total life makeover after they've got a divorce or they got laid off a job or an accident or an illness. Well, for me, Lyme disease was really the beginning of a new life mm. um, where it really, that illness really showed me where I was not living in alignment with me, with my nature, with my gifts and talents. And it was weighing on me, on my energy, much more than what I could have imagined. And so as I healed from Lyme disease, I also um, stepped courageously into the world of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and, and um, coaching. I learned to, to coach. And, and then I left my nurse practitioner job after four months of arguing with my own soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> going, Are you sure? I worked so hard for this. My soul is like, yep, there's something better for you on the other side. Yep. You got to do this. But it was there was so much fear and, and the what ifs and the this and the mm -hmm. that. Um, but when I look back, you know, that was six years ago. I, I'm so happy I made the leap mm -hmm. and being able to, to, to really be in service in ways that are so much more 
fulfilling and, and holistic, looking at the whole person, their body, their mind, their emotions, their relationships. Because really, when you know, when the body is is exhibiting signs of illnesses, there's been a lot going on in the energies way mm-hmm. before the illness was showing up in the body. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, nice. Um, so I want to ask you too, cause I think, you know, I don't, I haven't heard it as energy leaks before. So mm-hmm. tell me what are energy leaks? Yes. This is an interesting concept that, um, came to me on my bike. <laughs> That's where I download all of my information, Nice. but I, I've got a very scientific mind, but mm-hmm. also a very spiritual mind. And when I was working with people and, and seeing all these results, uh, people having more energy and feeling happier and more fulfilled in their relationship, I thought, what is it that I'm doing with energy? <clears throat> and so it came to me in the form of um, an equation, mm-hmm. a mathematical equation of, you know, when we say we have energy, we're feeling vibrant, we're feeling motivated, we're feeling good and happy, all of these things. So the equation is how to generate energy. All the things that we do, you know, we eat, we sleep, we exercise. So the things we do to generate energy, plus how we invest energy in a way that brings you a bigger return on investment. It's just like money, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that can be something like a passion or a project or just going to for coffee with a friend that is so, you know, high vibe and you get out of there with more energy than what you invested. Mm-hmm. So you add these two and then divide by the energy leaks. And that's where... Um, it makes the most difference to plug these leaks. So I'll give you a few examples, and I'm sure you can relate, uh, you know, in your life, in your client's life. Um, in the physical body, the energy leaks would be something like pain, chronic pain. It's just, uh, you know, it drains your energy on a daily basis. If you've got food intolerances that you're not aware of, and it's messing up your gut and gives you brain fog and all kinds of stuff. That's a big energy leak. So mm-hmm. immune immunity and pain in the body is big. But most energy leaks are in the emotions and in the mind. Mm. So I'll give you some examples of emotions, very dense emotions like anger, sadness, shame, guilt, Fear, those are huge energy leaks, mm-hmm. especially when they're experienced on a daily basis or if we're carrying baggage from the past and and we're not um, healing those emotions and they kind of have a grip on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the energy leaks in the mind are um, a lot of the limiting beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves. Oh, I'm not good enough. I should have done a better job comparing yourself with other people like, oh, you know, such and such is doing such a better job than me. Perfectionism, Um, saying yes to situations and people while in your heart, things were saying no, but -hmm. you kind of stepped on your own truth and you didn't listen or you didn't listen to your gut. And then you're like, oh, I knew it. I should have listened to myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are energy leaks that even though in the moment it might not seem like a big deal to to step on your truth or to not really state your needs or desires, but it it has a huge energetic cost to how the events of your life will unfold. Let's say you said yes to going for a dinner with, I don't know, like the in-laws and you really did not feel like it. Well, it's going to take you through two, three, four times more energy to be there while you didn't mm. want to be there. You might build resentment because 
um, you are not in the mood to do this and, and people might rob you off in the wrong way more than usual. And so you come back from that evening with less energy than you than you had and with more emotional baggage that now you get to carry. So the ener- energy cost of that is huge. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call that the energy leaks. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it's, there's so many different leaks, like you pointed out that mm-hmm. are really common to a lot of us. I mean, a lot of us do carry you know, baggage from past, especially we hear that a lot with like past relationships, you bring your baggage into the next or traumas or different things. And um, I like that you pointed out too, that a lot of times before an illness, we have a lot going on. And I think um, when I, you know, work with clients that have had like chronic illnesses or different um, things come up and they're like, I just can't kick this, or I just don't understand. It's like, all right, well, you know, what have you been carrying around? That's really going on behind the scenes because it has to, that energy has to manifest somewhere. And sometimes it'll manifest in that physical pain or um, discomfort, like you talked about. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Some people call it energy vampires. Some Mm -hmm. people call it um, where you're losing your personal power. And I think we were discussing a little bit about what's the current reality people going back to work and, Mm -hmm. and piling up some chronic stress of commuting, getting the kids to, well, now school is over, but you know, daycare and this and that. And these are all the little things that when you take them alone, they're not big, Mm -hmm. but it's when you pile them on top of each other that all of a sudden you end up feeling depressed, anxious, can't tolerate stress anymore. Your nervous system is depleted Mm -hmm. and you just can't function anymore. And before we reach that point, it's important to make some, you know, become aware of it Mm -hmm. and make some changes um, before reaching the point of exhaustion and, and, you know, the alarm (laughs) going off. Yeah. Yeah. So when we become, aware of these, or, you know, as my listeners are probably thinking to themselves, okay, oh yeah, that is bothering me or, oh yeah, you know, I am noticing my stress going up. How do we, how do we plug those? How do we, you know, get rid of these energy leaks? Yes. Um, So in any, um, in any process of healing, there are three steps. The first step is always awareness, Mm -hmm. just to be aware of these things. And sometimes I tell people, what is it that you're tolerating in your life? What is it that's really, it's not that bad, but you're, you're not looking forward to that, or you'd rather do something else. And sometimes we get stuck in the story that we have to do it all. And it has to look in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I tell them, you just, just write down the things that you want less of in your life, the things that you're feeling the weight of that, that it's putting you in a, in a lower mood. It's, it's contracting your energy versus expanding it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're putting a weight, carrying a weight on your shoulder and you're, you're getting hunched over rather than open arm, open heart. So awareness is definitely the first step. And then the second step is transformation. So it's awareness, transformation, and wholeness. Cause even eventually that's the state of healing is being in the state of wholeness the transformational piece, um, if somebody has, let's say, not done much uh, personal growth yet, mm-hmm. um, I've, and even with people, I mean, even myself, even people who've done a lot of personal growth, it's really useful to have somebody that can see the possibilities that you're not seeing because you're so focused with the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, how do you call these things, the horses? <laughs> 
Where, oh, yeah, the blinders. Yeah. Yeah, the blinders, right? Because yep. you're so focused on what it has to look like and, and what it's looked like in the past. So you're not seeing all the other possibilities around you. So even having people in your in your life who love you and who um, who can be sounding bored and you can discuss, you know what, I'm tired of commuting and I'm tired of doing this and and kind of brainstorming with them. What what can you change? And sometimes it's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a small thing that's going to have like a domino effect on the rest of your, you know, of your, of your life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, an example of that um, for me was to decide that I would do at least five minutes of yoga in the morning, no matter what. And that just set the day straight. It's mm-hmm. just, wow, when I can do that, it's like my, now it's like my non-negotiable. It's like mm-hmm. an essential and I can just kind of focus and come in and do my 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 practice of gratitude and and coming into my body. It seems like the day goes much better mm-hmm. and smoother. Um, in in French, we have this expression when when things are smooth, you have round wheels as opposed to square wheels. Like you mm, know, yeah. imagine the square wheels. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So awareness is definitely the first step and. Also, giving yourself permission mm. to um, want the things that you want and to no longer want the things that you no longer want. Oftentimes, people are ashamed of their desires. They're Absolutely. Ashamed. Yeah. They're afraid of giving themselves permission because what will other people think? And mm-hmm. it's always been done that way in my family and things like that. But hey, at the end of the day, it's your life. Mm-hmm. It's your time. You know, you got to set the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that permission piece is is mm-hmm. huge. I think we kind of a lot of us try to skip that piece where, you know, we'll try to we'll come aware of something and then they're like, okay, what can I do to fix it? But you miss that piece of, okay, it's okay if I'm in that discomfort. It's okay if I do change this instead of kind of just trying to push through that emotion because if you're not processing that emotion, it's gonna stay there. And you're like you said, it's gonna become, you know, that baggage or gonna move through, um, or it's not gonna move through, you know, your body and, and keep keep you kind of stuck where you're at. Absolutely. And just knowing that change, anything that we change in our life is uncomfortable. The only mm-hmm. People that are comfortable with change is a baby with a wet diaper. Yep. <laughs> That's very true. I've never thought of it that way. I think, um, I love that. I think that, um, you know, the one thing that really impacted me a lot in my life about change was kind of this idea that people do not change until the discomfort of staying the same is so unbearable. So it's hard because if people, we kind of get in this place where as humans where you know, even if we're in this place of discomfort, it becomes our normal. And so we're almost Mm -hmm. comfortable in the discomfort. And when we take away that discomfort, taking like a leap of faith, you know, going into, like you said, entrepreneurship, that's a huge leap of faith, leaving, you know, stability of a job that even though you're not loving, I think a lot of us think about that, but we're like, okay, but I know that discomfort. I know what I'm going to do. I know there's a stable paycheck. And then it's, you know, when we're not taking a leap, we're, we're not giving ourselves permission to get out of that discomfort. We, yeah, we stay, we stay stuck. We're not moving forward. 
Yes. And, and unfortunately, that's most human beings. We'll wait until we're m- more uncomfortable in the discomfort than the discomfort of the change, which right. sometimes has to become very high. For me, it was Lyme disease and mm-hmm. Lyme just put it in my face like, okay, we are done living the life that other people want you to live. And we are done doing the eight to five commuting and, mm-hmm. and eating at times that my digestive system was just not, not, not in agreement with. Mm-hmm. And the and the structure, the structure was very limiting to me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it was a huge leap of faith, but, uh, and a lot of fears and a lot of <laughs> arguing with my soul. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad I did this. And <clears throat> ultimately, it's also knowing that, you know, having a life that you love Mm-hmm. It's not only your destiny, but it's also your duty. Mm. That's powerful. So it is. Yeah. And if you think about that, you know, what, I'm not saying that life should be like unicorn and rainbows all, all day long and you're happy and this and that. But when you look at all the areas of your life, you know, are you in relationships that are nourishing and satisfying granted relationships are challenging Mm -hmm. but are they bringing you to grow are they bringing you to a place of um feeling a deeper connection with yourself and with the other people you know are you satisfied in your career do you feel like you're you're doing the thing that you were meant to do that you're um feeling motivated to to do this thing it's not just Mm -hmm. for a paycheck right because we all have a life work to do Mm -hmm. And um, are you feeling good in your body? Are you feeling vibrant? Are you feeling energetic? So, yeah, for me, it took it took Lyme disease to just knock me off the yeah <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> major think, discomfort. Right. I think that's. I mean, so common for so many people, though. Until we do have like a really big moment that you know makes us take our life into perspective or we feel like our life is threatened in some way, like our timeline is threatened, then we don't look at our lives and say, mm-hmm. oh, I do deserve a life that I lo- I love. You know, we kind of lose that from kids. We have these dreams and we're like, oh, I'm going to be this astronaut or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and then we don't do that. And we just kind of settle and, and go along and check out the boxes. And I think that's really where, you know, this chronic stress and these negative emotions come from, because deep down, we do know that we're not satisfied and filled like that, like you were talking about. Right. So I want to ask you, um, we're talking a lot about emotions and you, um, use the word emotional alchemy. And of course I love this Mm because obviously the, the podcast is the abundance alchemist podcast. So tell me, um, what Mm -hmm. emotional alchemy is like, how would you describe that? Okay. So, um, alchemy is a process of transforming a heavy metal Mm-hmm. something that's heavy into gold and into something that's very precious. Mm. And um, most people's, uh, most of people's um, unhappiness uh, struggles in their life, in their relationship and, and whatnot, I have found personally in my coaching practice that it was because they were not feeling, they were not allowing themselves to feel the emotions that were kind of bubbling under the surface. Mm-hmm. And, and when we're not, ho- when we're not feeling these emotions, when we're not letting them pass through us, like a clear, let's say a clear tube, mm-hmm. these emotions are going to get trapped in some of our energy centers called, mm-hmm. you know, the chakras, chakras right? Right. Um, and so emotional alchemy, what I've been finding so powerful with my clients is really taking them into that deep, 
dark forest and I'm holding the light and I'm saying, let's go, let's go in there. Cause if, if you were alone, you wouldn't go there unless you were chased by a wolf, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we're going into that deep forest and it's dark and we're, we're going to meet these emotions, you know, like shame, like fear, like sadness and guilt and even anger. That's a very powerful one. Mm-hmm. And then we alchemize these emotions in such a way that they become your greatest leverage to create the life that you love. So we're going into that forest and it's dark and and it could be scary, but because you're with somebody else, it's less scary. Mm-hmm. And and then the, the big boogeyman or the big monster that you, you thought you would find there, you actually find your deepest treasure. Mm. And as you open this treasure, this box full of gold, and you gain a new perspective on your life's event, it's like all of the events in your life get recon in, in your past, they get recontextualized in light of your new insights and your new perspective. So it's like anything that was heavy in your past, it it, it dissolves, it it alchemizes into mm-hmm. your gold, into something that is now your wisdom. It, it's your life experience gets transformed into wisdom, and now you you feel lighter and happier, much clearer on your pathway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have this goal, this, this wisdom that, that you have with you forever. And the past loses its grip on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, oof, yeah, that's deep. I can feel that because, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about my own journey and um, I share kind of, you know, in, in my first episode, a little bit about my past and some trauma and kind of what got me here. Um, but I love that because I definitely used that emotional alchemy and did go in and, you know, I did. And of course, like you said, I had a coach, I had a, you know, mentor Mm -hmm. and and counselor and and did my work with someone because it is so different than trying to do it on your own. Um, You need that support where I always tell everybody, we're not meant to do this on our own. So don't try. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You need that support. It's just needs to be there. But, um, you know, by going in and really dealing with, you know, facing that, those emotions and facing that shame and guilt and trauma that had happened, I was able to not only let go of like the, the grip that, that those things had on me, but also, like you said, I was able to look at them in a very different way, kind of more in that, you know, with my thoughts and in kind of this cognitive space where, I could figure out how I could use those situations to help others. And that's truly, um, you know, like we're talking about kind of how you started with Lyme disease and how that kind of processed into this, that was kind of my shift into, um, you know, really figuring out coaching and counseling. And my background is obviously the mental health and addiction counseling. And so shifting into that space of, wow, okay, I had all these things and yeah, I struggled with some mental health and, and then I had, you know, addiction in my life. And so now, oh, wow, I did the work and I can help other people go through that because I process those emotions. But, you know, we see a lot of people go into counseling or different helping professionals, coaching that don't do the work because they're like, oh, I want to help someone else. But you notice that when your your bucket's not, you know, when your bucket's empty, you can't put water into somebody else's bucket. So um, I think emotional alchemy is is so powerful. And I, I just love that expression. I've never heard emotional alchemy. <laughs> Yeah. And I love that you're sharing your journey and how you did the work, because the further you take yourself, the further you can bring people with you, because you you can't take someone on a place you've not been like, it's the same for me. 
Um, I coach people with Lyme disease, but but that's a subspecialty. I, I coach mostly people, um, mostly people on a life's transition. Mm-hmm. Either they're going through a divorce, they want to change career, they're uh, wanting to heal from an illness, they want to lose weight, they want to have a relationship or you know leave a relationship. Mm-hmm. Find out who they are on a deeper level right and so because like just like you because I've done that work I know what it looks like on the on the other side of the fence and I can take people and that work is a continuous thing I mean oh absolutely (laughs) yeah there's no destination of like I have arrived right (laughs) right (laughs) there's always more Mm -hmm. to discover and but it's so great because I mean I've I've been seeing amazing transformation with my clients because I've done some deeper work. Mm-hmm. And that's how I healed in record time from a chronic Lyme disease. I'm on a lot of forums of mm-hmm. chronic Lyme disease, and I've seen a lot of people struggle for years and years and years. And for me, it was dormant in my system for 16 years. And yeah, I created a protocol with natural you know, plant, uh, medicinal plants and natural supplements that mm-hmm. were based in research. So it's evidence-based. Mm-hmm. And I use that and emotional alchemy from my own coaches and mentors. Mm-hmm. And that's how within four months, I regained 80% of my normal. And that's, wow. a, that's huge. That's Incredible. unheard of mm-hmm. for chronic Lyme. So, and, and within a year I was fully recovered. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's powerful work to do. And I think you know, we've talked about kind of the energetic piece behind it. Um, but you, you mentioned, you know, you were doing something that was more tangible. And I think too, a lot of us can get to this place where we're understanding, like we're having self-limiting beliefs or we're, you know, we understand that piece sometimes more than we can understand the energetic piece. Um, so why do you think that self-limiting beliefs kind of tend to help us not even, or not help us. They kind of recreate these patterns and don't let us move forward. Um, but the patterns aren't serving us any longer. So how do we, how do we get past that? And why do you think that happens? Well, um, by the age of eight years old, we will have had about 25,000 hours of program of linguistic programming. Mm. And, you know, all of those things that you hear in your family of origin, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, um, you have to give the bigger piece to other people so that you're a good person. You never say no, otherwise you're a bad person. All of these things get imprinted in us. Mm-hmm. And 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. Mm-hmm. So when someone is trying to make a change, they've got 5% of willpower to pull onto that 95% of subconscious thoughts. So the key is is to have access to the subconscious mind. Mm. And that requires, um, like you said, you don't do that on your own. It requires skills and techniques so that you can access the operating system. That's how Joe Dispenza uh, describes it. And it can come in the form of meditation, guided meditation, but it has to be really intentional work. So when when you actually access the operating system and you access your subconscious mind and all of a sudden the limiting beliefs you know gets presented to you of like wow I thought all of my life that if I said no I'm a bad person mm-hmm. and now you become aware of that story it's like well according to whom like what defines a bad person or a good person and is it really a, a matter of saying yes or no to people 
right? And so when you start questioning these things, that's when you have um, access to transform them. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I was just writing that down. Actually, the 90% of thoughts are subconscious. That's. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to highlight that to our listeners because that is really incredible to think about. If you only yeah. have that 5% of willpower, you've really got to use that 5%, right? You've mm-hmm. got to be showing up actively in your life and paying attention to what was imprinted or what was programmed because you know, like you, we were talking about the thing we don't normally think about is that, um, that's how we we're living our life. Like those kind of those programming is like our instruction manual. Like that's how we Mm -hmm. go through life of, you know, reacting to different things. And we bring those into our relationships and different things. If you're not questioning, even if it's something that you're not believing, it is keeping us in a limiting pattern. It is keeping us in some of those, you know, um, things that we heard are limiting or self-limiting beliefs that we've become mm-hmm. true about ourselves. Um, so I think that I just wanted to highlight that because I was like, gosh, 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. That's, yes. that's incredible. Yeah, it is. And by the, by the time we're 35 years old, we're pretty much set in our habits of thinking because mm-hmm. thoughts are really just a habit. And every time we have a thought, we strengthen the neural pathway, the, the two neurons that are connecting together of having this thought, I'm not good enough, therefore I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And the neuron fires again, I'm not good enough, therefore I can't do this. Right. I'm not good enough and I can't say no. And, and so we're all of these thoughts are strengthening these connections between our neurons, which means that in order to change that, we have to become very intentional in our 5% of conscious <laughs> will mm-hmm. to create new neural pathways in, in the field of um, uh, neurosciences, you hear a lot about rewire your brain and mm-hmm. it's definitely possible. We know our brain is, has the possibility to uh, be neuroplastic, meaning mm-hmm. it can create new neuronal connections with, right. so to, to strengthen the thoughts and the stories that we want to have in our life and to weaken the bond of the stories that we've been telling ourselves in our life. Mm-hmm. But it takes between three to six months for these changes to not only occur, but to become more durable. That means if somebody, you know, somebody has to be very intentional in doing that. And it really helps to have someone hold you accountable mm-hmm. and to reflect into, into, you know, your limiting beliefs and this and that, so that you can, um, you can make progress because it's just easy to get pulled back like an elastic back into the subconscious mind, into the thoughts of, Oh, they did this or, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. It makes me think of kind of, um, you know, like early on in addiction counseling, you really learn that addiction is, is not really the substance, right? It's the, it's Mm -hmm. the thought process behind it. Mm -hmm. And that really makes me think of a lot of times when we would see relapse is because the individual would return to their situation that they were in before. They returned to the people that they were talking to before. Yeah. They would return to the same living situation. And like you just pointed out, it's really easy to go back in. But if you're returning to that situation, then you don't have that ability to, in those three to six months, to really change and allow neuroplasticity to take place. Because again, you're strengthening those connections of the self-limiting beliefs of the self-limiting patterns again. So that just kind of made that connection for me about, you know, really how important changing not only your thought pattern, but your physical situation is also going to impact that energy or energetic space too. 
but it really is important because then you give yourself, you give yourself a chance to heal and a chance to do the work. Um, cause it's not easy. No. And there's going to be moments of discomfort. I usually tell people, you know, by the time you close the door behind you mm-hmm. of the things you no longer want, and you walk into that dark tunnel, you don't know how far the next door is going to be. You don't know where it's going to, where you're going to end up. Right. You just know that you no longer want what's behind you. And then you advance, you know, moving forward in that tunnel, go, doing it by yourself is, is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And having somebody to accompany you so that you don't get spooked out at the, I don't know, the spider webs and the, the gooey stuff on the ground that's <laughs> wet and, and that you can keep going until you find that next door handle and you open that door to your, your life 2.0 mm-hmm. really um, is so important because yes. if you go back to what's known, you're just going to get frustrated with the same thing, fall back in the same patterns and not make forward progress, which is very frustrating for, for a soul trying to make progress in a body. Yeah, on absolutely. This <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you do or what do you think we could do daily, um, such as like practices um, for really to help set us ourselves up for success and kind of, yeah, success and vitality? Yes. What I often tell people is instead of observing what is and that you don't like, um, start tuning into what you're looking forward and what you want, mm-hmm. what you want as an experience instead of that. So, um, you know, for example, if you're feeling... Um, unseen and unheard in your relationship. And then you just keep saying, I feel not seen. I feel not heard. You're just attracting more of that. So use your frustrations as a compass, 180 degrees. What do you want to experience instead? And then focus on that. And if that seems like too far to say, oh, I'm so grateful that I have a partner that's present and and responsive. If that feels too far for your psyche, Mm -hmm. you can say, I look forward to when that's going to happen. I look Mm. forward to creating that in my life. It it just kind of helped to ease the psyche. And and so that it's already a better vibration of attraction, Mm -hmm. what you're looking forward rather than being frustrated with what is, because the more you speak about what is, the more you're going to attract that. (laughs) Right. And I think that's really important. I like that distinction because I think, you know, sometimes people struggle with affirmations because they're not working in a sense because they are going too far in the psyche, right? They're saying the complete opposite. And sometimes that's hard for us to imagine. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, it also, sometimes I think when we're going so far that other way, we're it brings it, we allow that pattern to pull us back to, oh, but I don't have that, or I'm frustrated that I don't. So if you do kind of, like you said, that language differentiation of I'm looking forward to when I have that, that's a lot, feels a lot more tangible. It feels a lot more light. It feels, you know, really good to say that. So I really like that distinction. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like I could keep talking to you for a very long time. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this conversation, um, but I know we're running out of time. So I want to ask if you could leave our listeners with one thing, what would you, what would you leave them with? You don't have to tolerate the things you don't like in your life. You have permission to create a life that you love, whatever it takes. That's beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. um, for our listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us um, and enjoying. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I'm going to put Catherine's information in the episode notes so you can um, have access to her. Go chat with her. Um, she's amazing. I really enjoy this conversation. And then um, 
Also, thank you again for your time. I know it's very valuable. And Catherine, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such an uplifting conversation and I hope your listeners get a lot of value from it. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.